the Didn't Ask for Agony podcast. We take old problems, give some new advice that literally no one asked for. Enjoy! Enjoy! Whoa! Okay. <laughs> I thought there was more coming, but no, no just a no. whoa. Just a whoa, 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 whoa. Good morning, Dinner's Agony. <laughs> to our loyal listeners. Coming at you live. Not, not live. live, not no, live. No, I this is so. famously recorded. <laughs> it has to be recorded. Has to be. Jesus, if we did it live. <laughs> I don't even want it. Do you know what's funny? I think most podcasts, they'd be like, oh my God, if we did this live, we wouldn't be able to edit out all the problematic things we say. And really for me, it's, I wouldn't be able to protect your eardrums. <laughs> the two of us need audio editing. We do. We very rarely have to clip. We're, we're, we're very good though when we're on stage of moving the mic away from our mouth. This is the thing. There's we've, a, we've learned I, that. Yeah, I would like to say to people who are like, God, they always talk about how they can't control how loud they are. We can't with these microphones because they're very they're, they're, they're static. They're static. They've got a weight on the bottom. Yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. But if we could pull the mic out of the stand, you'd see some pro, pro mic <laughs> management. Don't you be worrying about it. I, you know, I love doing a little mic trick as well when I throw it from one hand you to the other. You did it last night. At, uh, oh, what's one of the punchlines? And you flip it over. You throw it from one hand to your other. I love. You did it last that. night, and I was like, ooh. Oh, what was the punchline? I usually do it when I'm like when I when I when I like in a story where I've won something when it's not winning something properly. Like I know I do it in my eBay show when I've like won something that no one else would want to win. Yeah, and I'll fling it from one hand to the other like bam. You did it last night on stage with something I don't remember what. I got stressed last night. We did a lovely gig last night we did, we did. Um, together. We should fill in the listeners. Uh, we did a lovely uh, gig uh, organised by Tiger Aspects and Simon Ferdo's there uh, called Unrepped. And it was for comedians who are unrepresented by Can agents. you believe that neither of us are unrepped? I can't believe it. For heaven's sake. No one wants to hitch their wagon to this shit show. <laughs> I think we can make people a lot of money and also make them lose it very quickly. Oh, real fast. Real fa- we could tank a business like you wouldn't believe. Okay, don't you be worrying. No, I feel like if I signed with an agent, they would like, I maybe shouldn't say this, but I feel like if you were an agent who were interested and for cha- per chance happened to be listening to the episode, I would put in the contract that I can only send like one voice note a week and it has to be <laughs> under three minutes. Because I feel like part of the hesitation with like maybe signing me would be like, no, I, I don't want to be getting that all the time now, Catherine. Just <laughs> just an email, an email in the, on a Monday and then, then we'll work from there. Um, no, I am professional, uh, but we did, and but I got a little bit stressed on stage because we it was amazing and it was so great, and I really was so grateful to be able to do a gig that was so accessible, um, and so it had clo- um, closed captions. Is that what yeah. they're called? Closed captions live on stage. There was an amazing guy, Ewan, who can type. It was three hundred words a minute, apparently. Yeah. Imagine how fast he writes an essay. <laughs> Thousand word essay, fucking five minutes, he's done, right? So he literally, and I'm like, listeners, you know we talk fast. Uh, he was typing as fast as we were talking on a screen right beside us on stage. But that was sort of on stage left, and that was taking up a bit of stage. And then some of us, and you and I were two of the performers, uh, had the great privilege of having a BSL interpreter, lovely man by the name of Adrian on stage. Um, and so Adrian was on the right, and it was so just much 
to contend with yeah. in terms of I'm used to just running around. A st- I normally just have to make sure I don't trip on the oh. mic cord. Oh, and that's who are you it. talking to? I know. We move around so, so much. So much. And I-, I got so stressed that I was going to get in Adrian's way or, or I was going to make it harder for Adrian. I was, I like came on stage because I opened as well. Yeah. And I like walked on. And I was like, cool. Because it's a weird night. There's like loads of industry in. Mm. Like everyone was a bit like nervous and energy and like opening sometimes is like a tough like spot because you've just got to kick the thing off so I was like it's fine I was like I'm not nervous about the material I just feel like oh and also we both had a piano on stage as well oh yes a piano taking up a solid portion of the stage because another act needed a piano so there was a piano so you couldn't go down towards the back right then Adrian's top right stage right and then a screen that has chords more chords than just one microphone like it was stressful and I walked onto stage and I was just like just gotta walk on pull the mic out the stand place the stand and like just start your sets fine just also don't on place that. the stand, stand in front of the TV scream, which is what I did <laughs> and I was the first person and no one reminded me not to do that and when we had practiced the screen wasn't on stage yeah. yet because there had been some tech issues so they didn't have the, sc- the screen on stage <laughs> till I got up on stage and I like walked on boom moved the mic turned started talking and realised immediately I was like oh, I've put the mic stand in front of the screen no one's going to be able to read the I put the mic down for the screen, and I was there trying to do my bit. It's very simple, but then I stupidly so the closed captions was there for everyone for all the time, but the Adrian, the BSL interpreter, was there. uh, for some acts because it's a long night there was like four, 14 of it there was a lot of us yeah. on and so couldn't do all of it and um, so he was on and off and then I was like oh my god no I put the mic stand in front of the screen and then I looked there was another act Gavin who was deaf who was brilliant act and part of the reason that we that they had so much accessibility on stage but it should be there regardless right because mm. you want audience members to be able to be um to be able to access gigs but and then I looked at Gavin because I'd met him before and I realised oh Gavin's looking at Adrian oh yeah because I have an interpreter that's fine so it doesn't really matter if you've covered the closed captions yeah. or like obviously some people might want to read it but Gavin you know the people who are deaf still have the BSL interpreter but then I was so aware of what Adrian <laughs> the BSL interpreter was doing and like it is quite distracting to have someone if you're not used to it I genuinely feel like if I did it again now I'd be so much more fine but um, I think just to begin with I was so focused on the fact that I covered up the screen and then I was like no it's fine there's an interpreter there's an interpreter beside me and I was aware of he told me beforehand when we practised I just ran through my material for you and the closed captioner oh yeah for which the by BSL-er. the way when you're just running through material no, it's so hard to remember because like you have to go through the beats in your head and half my beats are movement based do you know what it's like I realised it's like if you try to remember the lyrics of the song without singing them oh yeah if you just have to say the lyrics of a song and not sing it that's what it's like it's so difficult also I get like I always say that I'm like 80% in rehearsals and the last 20% is about what the audience give me yeah yeah, yeah and so yeah, having yeah. like all those Same. eyes on you like give you that extra percent so you're there being like oh I'm performing to like two people at the moment in this room and even though it's a massive space because it's a rehearsal vibe and there's like people around the corner working so rehearsing so, stand-up is just a weird thing so to I don't do. want to go full so you're just like doing it half yeah. but then lots of my jokes rely on the performance elements so I'm like I trust me this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Adrian who laughed in the rehearsals. Oh, the yeah. interpreter. Thank you so much. Oh, God, you've no idea what the confidence that gave us because <laughs> it, tr- trying to dry, it is, it's like trying to be like, I'm going to go on stage and sing a song, but right now, let me recite the song for you just in spoken word. And then you're like, cool, I promise it'll be good. Yeah. It was like so, it gave us so much. So shout out Adrian. Yeah. When, um, when, when I was 
up on stage for like the the, the show element, I just felt like my, pr- you know when, okay, you know cats have whiskers, right? Yes. Yeah, famously. <gasps> oh, to, yeah, I know what you're going to say for special yeah. awareness. I felt like, I just felt like there were things, <laughs> yeah, I could, I wasn't looking at the things that were on no. my stage because I am center attention. <laughs> I'm incredible. I went up and I was like, this is my show. But Like we said, very... to any agents listening, <laughs> we are professionals. <laughs> but I felt very aware that there were things at my side that yeah. just made, made me Constructed feel. you. Yeah, but not like physically, because I think I, I reckon I'll watch the video back and go, oh yeah, no, yeah, that, that looks like my show. But I, I felt like an emotional present, <laughs> like going, <laughs> hugging me like a blanket. But <laughs> yeah. But also I know that when I move, um, I am one to bump into people. Oh. So I was prepared to bump into whatever was there for my my big movement bits. But even just on the floor, I looked and because at one point I was like, oh, I've tripped on the mic. And then I was like, no, that's the core going to the TV. And then there was the core going to the piano. There was a lot going on. And But the thing that I was aware of that Adrian had said in the rehearsals hmm. was in the rehearsals, I was just, you know, beat by beat by beat. But I sort of said at certain points, I was like, oh, by the way, I sort of get a bit shouty at this point. And he was like, that's fine. Just uh, the more you shout to convey that, what I do is like sign bigger. Yeah. He was like, I just have to like sign more expressive. And I was like, cool, you're going to be getting a workout <laughs> at certain points in my set, mate, because I, I just shout, I just yeah. scream at certain points. Uh, and I was like, do you know the word for the fucking English? I was just, just rehearse fucking English big. And then you've got most of it covered. But it was, but that's, when he was, and he had to go bigger. And so then the bigger he went is normally, and when I'm shouting, I get like more expressive and I sometimes like pace about the stage. But then I was like, Adrian needs more room. He's got to convey my shouting. And even though I'm sure if Gavin looked at me, it was very clear I was shouting my head off. Um, so then I was like, I don't want to cramp Adrian's space. So it's weird. it felt weird to be in such a, uh, yeah, yeah, I think situation. But also, I was so it was so actually nice to do a gig where you felt like, um, you know, that it was really accessible to people and stuff. I actually felt, and once the first minute or two was over, it was yeah. I, it was like first minute, fuck, I've covered the screen. Second minute, shit, Adrian's here. Don't look at him. Don't talk. You're not also to have someone on stage moving that you are not allowed to interact with, which mm. you're not. It's like. Uh, it's the you know it's distracted for everyone and it's unless it's scripted it's not fair to Adrian like he's there to do his job um, but like f- for the fucking pigeon brained people that we are <laughs> oh shiny look at this man moving beside me I pick on every man in my audience I had a grown man stood on stage beside me and I wasn't allowed to talk to him <laughs> and it was distracting and then around minute three I was like I got used to Adrian and then I was like wait this is being filmed and I became really aware of the camera oh, I was yeah, like I god eyes with damn the camera it. at one point I like saw him I was like the yeah because <laughs> I forgot in the mer- but anyways it was so still a really going. really 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 you fun you also night. had another really Really cool gig. Uh, I had a really this cool week. gig. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I, 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 just, I really want you to mention it, and I know it's like a big tangent that I've just done, but it's really cool. So I want you to boast about Thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah, I'm actually super cool, guys. Yeah, you so are. I went to a really cool place called Crawley. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> Great town, great people. Okay, why am I doing a Trump impression? Um, <laughs> great people, just amazing. Such a great place, Crawley. I love you. Um, but actually, I genuinely do. Great, great airport, great airport. Gatwick so much better than Stansted. Okay, Stansted's all new. Gatwick, Gatwick's where it's at. Okay. I don't know where. I have never seen this before. No, I don't know where it's come from. <laughs> 
Oh, got the clip for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Real done. <laughs> oh, I know what a four-year-old reference. Yes, please. Yo, stay relevant. Agents, we are prof- topical material. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. But no, went to a lovely place called Crawley. It is where Gatwick Airport is. And uh, because I was supporting Rosie Jones on tour. Friend of the podcast, right? Friend of the podcast. First ever guest to be on the podcast, Rosie Jones. Uh, And first ever tour support slot I did, which is so exciting. And she's a hero for having me on. Um, And yeah, it was so nice. God, I didn't... Listen, it's a positive either way. I couldn't tell you whether it is the lovely people of Crawley or whether it is Rosie Jones's audience, probably the Venn diagram of both. Mm. Um, but what a lovely crowd. If anyone listening was there, you are a lovely, lovely, lovely bunch. I could tell when I came out, they weren't the most sure of me, which was absolutely fine because... Uh, you know, they'd all come to see Rosie and this like loud Irish woman walked out on stage. (laughs) But they were so nice, so kind and so like, just they were really like really fun. And uh, especially afterwards, Rosie always does... uh, like a meet and greet yeah. um, or like a meet she's like I'll hang around afterwards if anyone wants photos and you really like the relationship Rosie has for audience is like so nice and special like she says in her show at one point I don't give any jokes away but she says uh, although she actually stole a joke of mine and said it on stage Stole it? I thought you I said you kn- wrote one. No, I said it backstage. <laughs> I said it in the green room. I was like, ha isn't that funny? When I did my set and then Jones walked on stage and immediately said the thing I said in the green room. I was like, all right, Jones, stealing jokes, are we? I'm sorry, is that, is that called a writing credit? <laughs> agents! Uh, hello. hello, agents! <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that original of a line. Essentially, Jones was wearing Lucy and Yak dungarees. I was wearing a Lucy and Yak jumpsuit and I was like, this tour is sponsored by Lucy and Yak and she and she was like, oh yeah, I must tag them. I was like, Lucy and Yak and Crack and Tits. And she was like, yeah, it's a requirement if you're going to be on stage with me. You've got to meet me where I'm at. And that's what she said to the crowd. And it got a big laugh. So you're welcome, Crawley. Um, no, but uh, they were all so nice. Like we met them afterwards. Yeah. I like stood around to take photos of people. But you want to know the gas thing? It was so funny, right? So it was in this uh, venue, I can't remember what it's called now, The Hoth. Um, that looks outside like a leisure plex or like a leisure centre or something but it's this big thing and uh, we were in like the studio which I think was like uh, I would say 220 200 and I'm so bad I guess it. like it genuinely could have been 150 or 250 I don't know but say around 200 plus seater like studio thing that was great and then there was a there's a main theatre that has like 800 seats and Anton Debeck was in the main theatre oh my god but the gas thing was because we did the meet and greet thing we were out earlier than Anton de Beck, right? <laughs> Which is surprising because you know his crowd need to get to bed. Um, <laughs> need to get to bed. And uh, so we were like stood outside like where the exit of the studio was and that's where Jones was like chatting to people and taking mm. photos or whatever else. And then all of a sudden Anton de Beck's audience started falling out and there was like, you could, I mean, as Rosie said in her show, everyone in her audience is either gay or disabled. And if you're not, you will be by the time you leave. So that's the, I want to say the promise, but it is much more like a threat that she makes Such in her line. shows. Such a good line. But, so, you know, there's a lot of lesbian couples, yeah. a lot of queer people, people with disabilities, you know, a younger crowd, whatever else. Anton de Beck's crowd was quite clearly distinguishable from Rosie's. <laughs> but these people were filing out of the big room, seeing a queue and just joining it. 
so and I think bless them they were like joining it and then they, Rosie is on fucking everything on telly so they'd see it and then be like oh she's here don't think they knew Rosie was doing a show don't think they realised she was a comedian don't think they realised and like one or two of them would do it and then they'd like wrote, they'd see other people chat and they'd be like oh actually maybe not for us a solid four or five of them just stayed in the queue and they were like hello pets how are you and Rosie was like yeah I'm good and I wondered did they think me and Jones were saying afterwards did they think Rosie had just been at Anton de Beck and then come <laughs> out and everyone had been like can I get a photo and she was like yeah sure here's supporting my boy Anton <laughs> Dancing, uh, dancing with the stars, hero. Wow. Yeah, absolutely, guys. So bless, bless those. There are some, and they couldn't. Oh my god, one of them could not work her phone. So they had because everyone was taking photos, and I was kind of jet. Did she so, have the classic leather? Yeah. Oh, oh she had a door on her phone. She had a door. Oh she had god. a door then I know on exactly her phone. What she's like. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also when the phone. So she'd had obviously you know the way people are like silence your phones for the performance. Mm. Classic turned the phone off <laughs> couldn't figure out how to turn it on so I helped her turn it on then it was taking quite a while to turn on she goes oh it's broken I was like no it's just loading I think it's just loading I think it's just taking its time you know uh, I don't think it's ever been told you're in a rush before so just <laughs> taking its sweet time there and she kept coming over to me but I had sort of said I was like oh I'll take photo." like mm. Jones walks up audience members there I'll take photos and shout out to all the lovely audience members who would be like no no we want a photo with you too but after they got their photo with Rosie I was like absolutely fair enough <laughs> and the problem is they'd all be like oh yeah do you want to do like a selfie with all of us but because I'd hold the, held the phone I would then jump in front and do a selfie my head looks massive <laughs> in all of them Everyone well, at Crawley thinks Irish. I have a huge fucking head, but which you, I do. But you're it, Irish. Disproportionately <laughs> massive. You know when you're the one to take... And they're all like, I would just stand there and Rosie's in the middle and Rosie's oh. small. Yeah. I would just look fucking huge. I'm always the one holding the phone because people go, you've got long arms. I'm like, sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, this elderly gal, oh, it was just really funny. And then when she did turn on her phone, yeah. oh, the font size, <laughs> I'm going to say half the screen. <laughs> Do you know that crack like huge? And then she was like, Can you? I was like, Yeah, I'll try to take a photo. And I was like, Why? This elderly woman just bless her heart. She just wandered out of Antoine de Beck and stumbled across the girl she'd seen on, I don't know, Question Time or fucking Last Leg. I don't know what she knew Rosie from, but it wasn't her tour show. And um, like, uh, yeah, it was just really funny. But it was a great, great, great night. I loved it so Lovely. much. Yeah, she's a treat for having me. It was so much fun. What a, what a professional gal. What a professional... Ah, yeah, is she? Sure. Um, <laughs> no, she is. Um, uh, yeah, she's a busy lady. Um, so, yeah, actually, she's released dates. I think they're released. She announced I was them. talking about you being a professional gal. Oh, Rosie me? is definitely a professional gal. Yeah, I wouldn't, okay. put a, wouldn't put a tone in my voice for that one. Oh, <laughs> no. But you're a professional gal. Pro pro pro. Look at me again. Okay, crawling, you're amazing. <laughs> no, I don't. Tell where this has come from. Um Oh yeah, but Jones released dates for her autumn tour, so go by because she's nice. Oh, um yeah, if you like me, you'll like her. You've heard the episode. <laughs> um, I, what I noticed Ruby is that you were wearing a particular piece of jewellery. Oh yes, I'm wearing a necklace. <gasps> a pretty necklace. Who brought who oh, where perchance did you get the pretty necklace? Oh well this absolute stunner gave it to me for my birthday. No way. <laughs> that girl who opened for Rosie Jones and growling. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, uh, Catherine got me a necklace for my birthday, um, and uh, <laughs> it is it is a very pretty necklace, but it comes it's a, in a reference to uh, uh, a funny thing about me. It's just a ruby. <laughs> Which obviously ruby, ruby that ruby. makes uh, there's a ruby in the necklace. Yeah, and then it's got a little diamonds around it. Yeah, um, because eBay says they're real. Yeah, okay, TBD. <laughs> it's probably I don't know if it's stand up in court, but the eBay listing said they were real. It probably is ruby style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> diamond style rocks. <laughs> it's said genuine. Okay, <laughs> um. But it, so it's Ruby and Diamond, and because I have an alter ego, <laughs> Ruby Diamond. She's called Ruby All Diamond. Right, Ruby Diamond. Ruby Diamond. Mate. Ruby Sorry. Diamond. Did you call for Ruby Diamond? Ruby Diamond. Ruby Diamond. Open the so door. So we can clarify, right? When I was living with Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> Can you tell the story? I'm actually dressed up as Ruby Diamond today. I'm wearing what I would normally wear if I was pretending to be Ruby Diamond. It's sort of like, do you know the way Beyonce has Sasha Fierce? <laughs> so Ruby has Ruby Diamond. I'm Ruby Diamond. Ruby Diamond. Which is basically... <laughs> <laughs> tell the story. It's not great. But like, so like, I, I've spent years working in pubs and like, I've always lived in a household where I've ended up talking to like, uh, either like, uh, plumbers like people who come in to fix things and the same in the pubs like when um, maintenance men would come in and if I was just me then they'd often go no no that's fine I'm gonna go now and I'd be like no no that's not fixed but they wouldn't like like because they would they, they would treat you like a little girl yeah they would so turn down to you I became more East End. <laughs> I'm not, more? I'm not. You're from Southampton, from which is southwest. <laughs> if anyone wants to know, so no, I don't know. It's like I can't become more Spanish. <laughs> There's none in me to begin with. Although I wouldn't say no. But um, uh, this character became, <laughs> which is Ruby Diamond. Okay, who's from the East End of London, specifically East Ham. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> it's because someone asked me one day, like I was just chatting. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, mate. If you just want to come through here, it's the boiler over here." Yeah. And I'm this gonna... guy was from the East End. Yeah, he's from the East End. And so he was like, "Whereabouts you're from?" And East Ham just fell out my mouth <laughs> because I thought West Ham felt too like <coughs> was too like like I thought West West Ham is where I know. West Ham, I was like, but everyone knows West Ham. Say somewhere a bit niche. And I was like, East Ham. So how I discovered this was, one time a fella had to come to fix the bathroom when I lived with Ruby. And you were like, who the fuck And I literally just heard from the hallway, like, yeah, mate, you're right. Yeah, yeah, like, East End. Yeah, no, East Ham. I was like, who the fuck is that? And I walk out and there Ruby is in a black pair of jeans. With like a tank top on. And it's not even just her voice. She's like carrying herself differently, ain't she? Yeah, she's got a bit, she's got a bit of this spit about her. And I was stood there and Rupert could see me seeing this. And was like, but it sent me this look that was like, don't ruin it for me. I was like, okay. I was like, how's the shower coming along? And the guy was like, yeah, it's all right. We'll get it fixed. Ruby was like, yeah, he's getting it fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. And part of me was like, is this a joke? This isn't a joke. This is not a joke for the people at home. It is very effective. <laughs> <laughs> like East Ham Geezer, Ruby Diamond. Because the thing, I am like I do know how to fix things, but I'm not doing it because because I will because I need a professional to do it, but I'll tell them what needs to be done. And this way people believe me more <laughs> rather than me being kooky. <laughs> <laughs> 
The cokey girl told me to put an L valve on that. I'm not very good at an East. I have to mimic a particular person. I don't know who I'm trying to mimic. Danny Doyer. Danny Doyer, yeah. But yeah, I, so I've become my alter ego, oh, which oh, is uh, Ruby Diamond. Ruby Diamond, she's from East Ham. Like, oh, lovely girl. Like, lovely girl. I could be like, oh, I know that the plumber's coming today. Got to go put on my plaid shirt. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't a joke. This is so real. I can't explain. This isn't like, oh, isn't this a funny idea? I stumbled across Ruby just being an entirely different person in our hallway once. But I know how to fix things. I just get the professionals to do it so then, then I'm not liable. <laughs> but yeah. I need to tell them what to do. And I find it very frustrating. When it's I such tell, a dad move. When I tell someone, I'm like, oh, this needs to be done. And they go, no, no. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So... So by being this character, but I can't answer too many questions. I do have a bit of narrative. I do need to learn a bit more about the. Have job. you got the slang? Have you got like the apples and pears? And nah, the people don't do that nowadays. Oh, I don't know. I reckon. But I, I reckon Ruby Diamond's got a little bit of that in her. You got to put like a bit of the truth into the situation. So I don't know enough about the geography of East Ham to be fair. I do need to learn a school from that area, but like yeah. a niche school, so that no one's going to go. My daughter went there. How old are you? I'll be like. So, but what I generally, I do say that I've worked in pubs because I have worked in pubs and I can use that as a truth. But then I say, oh, I don't, I, have, I didn't work in pubs down in East Ham because otherwise, like if my dad's mates came in, it'll be like, well, trouble. Like, well, trouble. Because I have to like, like, like if they get in trouble, I've got to be the one kicking them out. There's a backstory to this. <laughs> yeah, of course. 110%. So I go down Central and I kick all the city boys out. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go down central, I'll kick all the city boys out. You know what I mean. You know, you know what I mean, Bree. <laughs> all right. But she's my alter ego who I put on. Get some need... girls, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I need to feel more powerful and more confident. <laughs> and it works. Oh, God, it's fun. It is. And a so good that's time. why now I have a pretty so necklace. It's a pretty little ruby diamond <laughs> necklace. My ruby diamond necklace. You said, oh, my nan got me that. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm being your nan. You can have an Irish nan. Irish nans are popular that is. in the East Ham. I don't. I'm in the East Ham. <laughs> I've never been. I probably have. I just don't. But even it's know. done with so much love, right? I've sure. Really got stress. Sure, 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 sure. It's done to feel powerful, <laughs> to be strong, to be able to like. <laughs> Put these men in there. Southamptons place. are pussies, basically. Oh, yeah. Right. This is so weird. I recently was like, I was on TikTok and there was someone from Southampton who was talking and I was like, oh, God, that is what I sound like. Do you know, last night someone said, oh, Ruby kind of reminds me of Sarah Pascoe. And I was like, really, on stage? And they were like, yeah, I think. And I was like, is it her material or her voice? And they were like, her voice. It's her voice. It's her voice. Yeah. Not that your material isn't, but I was like, the way they said it, it was when you were doing the Daddy Long Legs bit. And I was like, <laughs> this is not Pasco-esque. This is not Pasco-esque. Also, oh God, Daddy Long Legs bit. Trust me, you need to come see me live. See mm. that Daddy. Everyone afterwards goes, I love that bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's Daddy such a good bit. Yeah. It is <laughs> such a good bit. It's my favourite bit. Although when I did it in, um, I don't want to like reveal too much, basically. Mm, basically, I we do, can edit. Yeah. See the daddy long legs bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I did it in Cambridge. Oh yeah. I didn't realise this until I did the bit. Back of the wall. There was a very small mirror at the back of the wall, and so I, I turned around, did the daddy long legs bit, and just had direct eye contact with myself. And oh, I was like, oh, oh, this no. is this is very no. exposing. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was very what funny. Fuck? Why was there a mirror? Just the smallest mirror in the perfect position. That looking, feels creepy. Looking me directly in my eyes. Just me pretending to be a daddy. That feels weird and creepy. <laughs> Can you stop? But that, now I feel fun. like you've, the audience are like, what does she do? In it was time? very funny. You need to come see for yourself. <laughs> Brighton, this weekend. I mean, this is after. This will come oh, out after Brighton. this will come out after Brighton. Yeah. Somewhere else, another I'm gonna, time. Like you said, I need to organise another London date. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. So. Okay. Speaking of which, should we do oh some my problems? God, I yes, don't know why, speaking should. of which, but <laughs> speaking of. Look, we had a great week we and we wanted fun to share time. it with you. Fun time all around. And the first problem I'm going to do is any listeners who listen to the Dan Y episode oh, yes. will know that there was, I teased a problem which we wanted to do with Dan Y, our angel, our puppet. But you yeah. guys were having so much fun. We such we were we were we were talking too much. <laughs> so we, didn't do it. we missed out on this one, and you're gonna. I think maybe you can think about what Dan Y would have also said. Okay. I think he would have uh, loved this. Hello, darling. Yes, okay. <laughs> fabulous. You are just doing impressions. Wet today. in the hole. Okay, I've got it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So this is from Ali Slopper's Half Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Sloppers. Yeah. Sloppy Sloppers. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Ali Sloppers. And yeah, why is... <laughs> that name is actually like... Ugh. God. Okay, go on. From 1911. 1911. Okay, cool. Okay. And this is to Alonso. Oh, Alonso. 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 Although there is no actual harm in singing a love song beneath a girl's window. Oh, no. <laughs> that is to say... It is not a crime. <laughs> Just, you know, when you're really teetering on the edge of committing a crime... Just move away. Just back slowly it's really, away. It's really put the bar quite down low. Really to be like, There's fucking... No it because it's good it's to know the, the floor's always been on the fucking bar for men. Um, you ought to remember that there are others. <laughs> The girl may be pleased and flattered and the singing may relieve your overcharged feelings. <laughs> Jesus, my God. But at what price to the old man to say, uh, <laughs> to say nothing of the immediate neighbours who may not possess, possess musical ears? <laughs> yes. Also, you, Alonso, mightn't have a musical ear, okay? <laughs> yeah. Nothing worse than someone who thinks they can sing who can't. <laughs> yeah. Not the worse. Thing. Know your range. Know your abilities. Um, we would, we wouldn't do it if we were you. It's too risky. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, Alonzo. Right, unwanted and unasked for serenades are are actually an act of violence. <laughs> and I would like to dedicate this to any man who has ever whipped out an acoustic guitar <laughs> on a train. Ooh. On a train? You ever seen one on a train? He thinks he's a vagabond riding the rails. I've never had it on a train. Yeah, you get it in... Um, do you know what you get? You get uh, I, English or Irish lads doing their interrailing across Europe. Oh, Whip God. out... Uh, Actually, God, no, I have wait. On the overground. God forbid a uke fucking lady. Uh, get in the bin. Revolting. Right? And here's the oh. thing. I love music. Love a trad sesh, love a sesh, love a little thing. You cannot... Uh, what is this? You cannot... 
force this, impose this upon people who have not asked for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alonso, under someone's window, yes, she's got neighbours. Okay, she might want this. Firstly, why do you know where she lives, Alonso? Okay, Alonso. Alonso, Answer did she question. give you her address? Do you know that's her bedroom window? Okay. Why do you know that? Are you a creepy perv? Mm-hmm. Don't do this, okay? Don't mind what Shakespeare Why said. Why singing? Why singing? Because it's Why? so. It's so as well. It's not. You could have just. It's dec- so cringe. Have you seen? Um. Did you watch Love Is Blind? No, I, I stopped after the first season. First. Oh my God! There's an awful episode. Some of the listeners might know where. Oh fuck it! What is it? Kwame? Kwame writes a sock. Um. A song. I'm going to use that in the vaguest terms. <laughs> he like strums a guitar and the girl on the other side, the one who ends up being his wife, is like crying. It's the it's the cringiest and worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. They're only to be topped by when they get through the marriage section bits. Uh, one of the guys, the guy, oh God, the guy who looks like a cartoon. Can't remember his name. The guy who proposed to one woman and then broke up with her and then proposed to another woman and then got married to her. Yeah, it's all about real love, this show. Um, (laughs) He sings at one point as well and it's just... I've never wanted to leave my skin behind me more. It's horrible. Don't do this. Do not serenade women. I don't like it. Unless you're... I don't know. Frank Sinatra. I would say... Even Michael Bublé. Do you know what I mean? There's a time and a place, Blueberry. There's a time and a place. <laughs> you can't just be whipping out that Bublé all over the place. <laughs> but it's so like as well, it's more, look at me, rather it's, than... Yes. It's more for them being like, look how amazing I am. Do you know what, Alonso? Write a letter. Write a letter. Here's the thing. Letter's lovely. She can take it in her own time, but also, if she doesn't want it, she can fucking burn it. Okay? <laughs> so there you go. Write a letter. That's my advice. What do you say, Boobs? Well, well, no, that's not advice. Oh, wait, that is advice. What are you on about? That's literally advice. Because it's nothing to do with singing. <laughs> don't sing. Exactly, don't sing. Point, point number one, don't sing. Don't dare serenade a woman. The idea, I once had it once, where a guy was like, oh, I could sing you. And I was like, oh, look at that. The train's coming. Oh, I, I have. Been. I would jump out of a second story window to get away from a man trying to serenade me with a guitar. I swear to God, get away from me. I I have once been the person who someone's been like, oh, I wrote this song. I have done this song on my guitar. Do you want to no, listen? Ruby. And he handed me his headphones, and I was like, oh fuck. And so I listened, and I was like, wow, that's really good. Oh. <laughs> So embarrassing. I was like, oh my God, this sounds like Bonobo. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. The band's called Bonobo, right? There's a band called Bonobo who does like I remember. Yeah, cringe, cringe. I hate myself. (laughs) I remember when I was a teenager feeling like, I was like, oh my God, I just want a guy to write a song about me. But then the actual idea of a man sitting you down and being like, I wrote this song about you. Like the idea of someone singing at you while making eye contact. Do you know what I mean? Like being like, I love you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, don't be doing that to oh me God. at all. Well, maybe maybe they can if they're not looking at me, not making any sound. Not yeah, making maybe, any sound? Yeah, How are they going to sing to you if they're not making any sound, I just feel I just feel uncomfortable already. <laughs> yeah, I just feel Just write it in a letter and we can burn them. So I yeah, mean, but then even then, them. I don't want a poem. I don't want a poem. Don't yeah, worry. I know, but you could get rid of it. Do you oh, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like the ick of being sung to would stick around for a while. But maybe she is ick. Maybe this is her vibe. That's cringe for you, babes. Yeah, that's cringe for you. I'm sorry. Cringe. Cringe so on sorry. your life. <laughs> no. 
Even just for the neighbour's sake, no. If you really feel like you need to sing the Scala song, if that's your, like, you're like, ah, but I have to, I've done this, I've prepared it, and you are going to ignore no. all good sense and all good taste of, like, that's a bad idea, maybe take her out to the countryside, just far away from anyone else. Don't take her anywhere! <laughs> Don't! Don't take her No secondary location! <laughs> no secondary location! Fight with all the will you have in but you, But would love. you prefer to be... Would you prefer I would, listen, if a man, if he is trapped in a room, if Alonso is the type of man to want to serenade me inside the window, I would rather not go anywhere with him, because I feel like you're a fucking psycho, okay? Weirdo. Why? Why do you not feel the cringe that all of us feel? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so sorry, Alonso. Not. Sorry, Alonso. No singing. Okay. No singing. Thanks. Bye. bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> same thanks. Same thanks. Same thanks. Okay. Uh, here's my next one. This one is from. Boyfriend. Ooh. And it is a nine six nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty. Oh, this yeah. might be our most modern problem. Yeah. Nineteen sixty is sixty-three years ago. Correct. <gasps> I'm so good at maths. <laughs> um wait, sixty-three years ago. These people could be alive. They probably well, fingers crossed they're alive. What age do we reckon the problem uh, people I are? would say they're in their twenties. Twenties, so that's eighty. Oh, okay, we're getting on there, maybe. But listen, they could be alive. They could be alive. They could be alive, depending on, you know. Uh, no, never mind. <laughs> Here we go. So it goes. Um, this is a uh, problem then answer. So we got two Okay, paragraphs. great, great, great. Um, my, bro- my boyfriend's name is Percival, and everybody calls him Percy. I can't stand either of these names. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I want to call him. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I can't stand either of these names and I want to call him Eric. <laughs> yes. Yes. I believe in renaming them. The parents got it wrong. As it is his second name and much nicer. <laughs> so also, anyone, Google Percy Eric. Let's see what comes up. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I reckon she means second name as in like Percival Eric White. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, it's much nicer. But... My boy hates the name Eric and says Percy is good enough for him and his friends and should be good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Have you ever met someone whose name should not be their name? Mm. Like the name is not the vibe. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think it's hard to have that because I feel like people become like their name, right? No, well, yes, but sometimes no. So do you ever meet someone and you're like, you aren't... They're not a, I'm trying to think. I know some examples, but I don't want to, you know. (laughs) Well, for me, like, I've always known you as Catherine, but you say that most people felt like when you were growing up, you were Katie. Yeah. Family, like your family, family you and stuff used to call me Katie. Which to me, I'm like, to me, I'm like, you're not Katie, you're Catherine. I'm Catherine. Because that's both. <laughs> They're two different names. But Do you know, right, here's an example I have for you. So, they, it's really funny. People who know me now are like, Katie. I'm like, I was four, you know, like a yeah. four-year-old's Katie. Um, uh, but I always say, I wish I'd changed my name before getting into comedy. And people are always like, oh, what, Kate or Kat? I'm like, no, my middle name is Joe. I'd love to be Joe Higgins. And everyone's like, yeah, Joe suits you. Joe makes sense. I'm like, it makes more sense than Catherine. For example, other one, my mum nearly called me. Now, I don't know what fucking stroke she had. Do you know what? Listen, I was the easiest labour she had as well, so I don't know what excuse she has. (laughs) But she, some delirious moment, nearly called me. Me. Elsbeth. Oh. 
Els, not Elizabeth. Elsbeth. No, I see. I I knew a couple of Elsbeths. Did you? Yeah. I've never heard of the name. But also, can you imagine me having the name Elsbeth? Well, I'm going to say Elsbeth is very English. Incredibly so. It's so English. Incredibly very, English. To me, it's a very like the the Elsbeths who I know are very like they're very demure and ladylike yeah, and Elsbeth and just very delicate. Not. Fucking me, right? <laughs> Can you imagine if I was called Elsbeth? If that would so they, I think if right, say my mum hadn't come to her senses and called me Catherine, if I was running around with a name like Elsbeth, I think absolutely fair enough if someone was like, We need to change your name, your name doesn't suit you. Yeah. So I don't know if Percy fucked up. So here's or Percy's parents fucked up. What do you think a Percy is? Percy and What do you think an Eric is? Well, Percy, Percy is well. Eric does feel like more some. I, I don't know why. The, per, Eric in my mind has more shoulder. <laughs> yes, yes. Eric's a bit more of a man. Eric does sports. Eric is a little bit bit about him. Percy could also do sports, but he's going to be. Percy's a fucking Percy, nerd. Percy could do be fast at running, but Eric is stronger. Yeah, nerd. He's on like the cross country team. I think Percy is. Do you remember the uh, film Juno? Yeah. You know Michael Sarah's character in that? <laughs> yeah. That's Percy. That's who Percy is. Sorry to any Percy's. Um, yeah. I mean, Michael Sarah, great. Yeah. But we're... <laughs> but I, that's what I mean. I'm not saying I don't but like Percy. But his Percy's. mates say that, are like, but him and his mates are like, yeah. Because they're all fucking nerds as well, Ruby. <laughs> and she's like, I like you, but I want you to have a bit more about you. So let's call you Eric. Because <laughs> this hard, Percy is like, has an E on, the, like an E on the end, which I feel like, Almost has like the connotations of like being a bit childish or a bit girly. Whereas Eric, Eric's got a hard oh, so consonant. So you think names that end with IE are a bit childish and a bit girly? Ruby, yeah. <laughs> it's a girl's name. Wow. It's, I said it can be childish or a bit girly, like a feminine name. Ruby is a feminine name. Yeah. I don't know why I'm angry. Why are you angry about I, <laughs> I felt an attack. <laughs> and then I realised that the attack was accurate. <laughs> but I think Eric ends in a hard consonant. So I yeah. feel like he's got a different vibe. Do you know but what I mean? But do you think it's fair for her to be like, uh, I want to change your name? Yeah, like fair. For her to say to him, being like, you're going to change your name and I'm with everyone because I don't like it. Do you reckon that's fair for her to say? And also for her to be like, I've approached it to him. He said no, but now I'm just going to slag him off in a newspaper. Yes! <laughs> it's fine. Because you know what? I bet she's Taurus. She's getting, she's being stubborn. Cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I remember that that's what that means. Um, <laughs> I think, go for it. I think if she just started calling him Eric, what's he going to do? Or... She comes up with the pet name she likes. <laughs> say it, say it in bed. Just keep calling him. Literally, <laughs> just keep saying it in bed. That is actually and the best way. And to then do he'll it. grow to like. Introduce it. it there, and then he'll have positive association with it. He'll want to be Eric. If she's like, "Oh, Eric," he'll be like, "Yes." It's like a dog. You drain them with food. That's it, Ruby. You've cracked it. Perfect. There you go. Call American bed just before he comes and then that'll be what he associates it with every time there you go problem solved he'll be Eric in no time this is their advice okay imagine if it's the same as ours <laughs> <laughs> it is the 1960s they might be more than you never know okay. um, when someone's been called by one name all their life 
Calling them by another name is like giving them a new personality. Yeah. I knew a girl who wanted to call me Elvis. <laughs> I agreed, um, but I'm afraid I never answered her half the time. Worse was to follow. I began to walk with a wiggle and soon she started calling me Johnny again. You're being a bit childish over this question of names, Daphne. <laughs> Remember, it is not what you're called that matters. It is what you are. I mean, Elvis is a bit of a fucking stretch for a fella in England in 1960. Can we just, can we, come on. Come on, Johnny. Wild. See yourself down, Johnny. But I almost, I get it, Daphne and Percy doesn't sound as good as Daphne and Eric. What do we reckon? Daphne and Percy. Daphne, Daphne and Percy. And Eric. Or Percival, is that his name? Yeah, Percival. Was <gasps> Percival yeah, Percival's bad. But that's why he's nicknamed it to Percy. Purse. Come on, Purse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, what are man good for? Money. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he would like that more. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He's the 1960s. He'd love it. Um, There was something else about that that one. Oh my God, do you know what? You could also use this to your advantage. You know the way it says, oh, I didn't answer it half the time. When you want to ask for something that you know he's going to say no to, you could just be like, hey, Eric, um, can I have extra money to buy and redo the bedroom? Be like, he didn't say no. Eric, Eric. (laughs) Be like, I said it to you. Yeah, Mm. I think go for it. Just start calling him Eric. I've just realised. Also, I've started doing that at work. I've renamed someone at work. Who? Well, it's because we've got like why we've got three mats at work. Oh, that's too many mats. So they so there's there's Matt. Well, Matt, Matty, and then the last the most recent one who's joined. I was like, look, there's already enough mats. I'm yeah. yelling, Matt. It's getting all of them to come at once. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, assemble. <laughs> Just a team of three men, room. So I, I asked him, I was like, do you want a nickname? Like, is there a nickname he's always wanted? And he said Bugsy, so I started calling him Bugsy. Does anyone else know that that's his nickname? No, no it's just a secret so little pet name you've developed. So I'm, just, I'm going Bugsy. What age and he's is going, Bugsy? <laughs> he's a bit younger than me. Oh, okay, that's okay. I thought you were going to say, like, 19. I was like, you can't go around calling the little baby, Bugsy! <laughs> a little child rocks up. But then he, there he is, so I'm, I'm just like... I'm, so I, I do have to say it a couple of times, being like, Bugsy. <laughs> or I, I reaffirm it when I'm with him, being like, oh, yeah, Bugsy here. And he's like, oh, yeah, Bugsy. Money, money, money. Yeah, it's hard with men, but you get there easily enough, I reckon. I reckon that'd be fine. Fantastic. Well, wonderful. Well, I'm so glad we solved the world problems. Um, <laughs> wonderful. All all male female antagonisms have been put to bed. Um, great job. What a day. Five star. Um, <laughs> Ruby, have you anything to shout about? When this comes out, no. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, because you're in Brighton. Yeah. If anyone remembers, no, this isn't going to work, is it? But. Brighton this weekend. I hope you have a wonderful, yeah. wonderful time. Update you next week. Uh, can't wait to hear all about it. I have a work in progress show on June the 20... No, not June, May. What are yeah, we doing? May. It's already May. Um, May the 23rd, isn't it? It's a Tuesday. Yeah. It's at 7pm. It's... it's at 2 North Town. Um, please come. Please, please come. Um, 
Yeah, please. Um, there might um, there might be some people from the showcase last night that come, so it'll be a bit stressful and scary. And I've no interpreter this time to distract them. So, and the last work in progress was excellent. I was there. It was fun. It was really. Good. Hopefully, this one doesn't tank. But yeah, so there's that. And then what I else? Don't believe it. I have a show in Falmouth, but they haven't put it on sale yet. But if you're in Falmouth in July, please come to that. Mm. I have something else on in June as well. We'll figure it out. We'll look at some dates. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. We'll keep updated. Wonderful. We love and you thank very you. much. Remember to please like and subscribe. Remember to uh, go follow us all on Instagram. And lastly, thank you to 21 Soho and Lavagrand Studios. Thank you. Bye. Bye.